Yeah, but I think the small business is super needed right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, the world is changing, and people just aren't conforming. Mm-hmm. So we need to think outside the box of what's, you know, families have changed, businesses have changed, our demands have changed, and I think small businesses are just in just a higher demand than they used to be. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. I'm your host, Tom. Today we have two wonderful guests. I have to my left, Jules. Hi, everybody. And then across the table, we're in the kitchen, actually. We're not in the landing. Across the table is Mariah, the energy healer and small business owner. Hello. Hey, everybody. We were having a fireside chat here right around our table, even though there's no fire in here. We wanted to talk about small business because Mariah has three started two and is helping in a third and helping other people. So it's really important to talk about small business right now. It's one of the themes here at Small Scale Life as we march into 2022. A lot has changed in our economy. A lot has changed in the world. And I think, like Mariah was just saying, now is the time. So let's talk some small business. How's that sound? Let's do it. Let's do it. So Jules, you had a small business at one time. You want to talk about that? Yeah, sure. So I owned and operated a wedding and event floral company. And um, I did that for quite a few years. It was something I was able to do while our boys were young so that it gave me some flexibility to be home with them while they had their school and activities and just really gave me a creative outlet. You know, I am passionate about flowers and it was really just neat to be able to turn something that I loved into um, a money-making opportunity. So um, I did that for quite a few years. It just, it kind of got to a point where I got burnt out. Weddings are seasonal so your busy times of the year are the spring through fall months and I just really kind of felt like I was just missing out on some of the the best times when our you know our kids were kids were busy I was kind of tied up with with delivering weddings when the weather was nice it just I just got burnt out so I pulled back from that and did go back into the uh, into the workforce um, and was working in a in more of a corporate setting. So yeah, that was that was my floral business. Right on. Yeah, I know that one well. <laughs> <laughs> and Mariah, let's talk about yours because you got a bunch of things going on and yeah, yeah. Let's start with an introduction from you. So I started my dog grooming business in 2011. My hobby was an over-the-road trucker at the time when we had three kids and they were not even one, gosh, eight and 10. And I just needed that flexibility to be home. I couldn't do the demands of a normal eight to five without having like a partner or a spouse home with me to help. So we just got to a point after we got done building our house that we were like, well, I think we're going to turn this breezeway into a dog grooming shop. And we did. <laughs> and it was probably the best thing we ever did because having that flexibility, being home with the kids since the dog grooming shop was the breezeway between the house and the garage. Like if the kids were sick, I could still somewhat work and I could still be there for them and still take care of them without having to have that time off of work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then you started your energy healing business. When did that start? Um, I started that probably about three years ago. Okay. But I've been doing it for about five years, I would say. So I started that as well, diving into that even more full-time this year. So that's been an awesome addition, too, to kind of cut back on that. Not really burnt out from dog grooming, but like my body's burnt out. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
you know, that wear and tear because it's a pretty physical, demanding job. Sure. Um, so cutting back on that and really stepping into the energy healing more to give my body that break. Right on. Oh. <laughs> That was a big boom. <laughs> so for all of you there, we have Greta, the new puppy here, and she got into something. So Jules is going to check that out. Um, yeah, so at the same time, you've got your two businesses going, and then your husband started something, started his own business. So you want to talk about that one a little bit, too? Yeah, my hubby had been doing over-the-road trucking, or just trucking mainly, for, gosh, probably 20... I don't know. I'd have to ask him because that was before our time, but like probably about 20, 21 years. And he was starting to do some stuff on the side, you know, to bring in some extra income because, you know, you can't drive trucks six, seven days a week. And when he started doing some stuff on the side, his small business shut their doors. Hmm. And it was probably the best thing, once again, that ever happened to us because... I think we had a small little panic of like, holy shit, what now? But then I looked at him, I said, let's have some beers. You don't have to work tomorrow. Mm. And who knows when you're going to have to work, but let's celebrate this because we will always figure it out. So he is doing his um, Rankies Rustics right now. So handyman, woodworking, just kind of anything that... He can do so and he's loving it um really enjoying it he's really talented yes. i love some yeah. of he makes some beautiful furniture and he's made those clocks that he yes. makes with the shotgun shells yep. and yeah he's he's really it's been amazing for us to watch just in the mm -hmm. short amount of time that he's been doing it how how quickly things have taken off for him. Well, and even when we built our house about 11 years ago, um, he took six weeks off of work to do as much building as we could to stay in our budget. So he built our garage. He built the breezeway. I mean, our we giggle, but some of our date nights, I remember one night it was in the rain, and he had the skid steer, I think, not a farm <laughs> mm -hmm. whatever that thing, the bucket on the front, um, and he was shoveling P-Rock so we could spread it out for the radon. I mean, yeah. so, yeah, he's finished the upstairs. He finished our basement. Like, that just comes natural for him. So it's been in his bloodline. And when, before he lost his job, I'm like, you should look at starting your own business. And he's like, nah, nah. And then when he lost his job, it was like, well, now, now what? You're going to yeah. go work for somebody again? Or are you just going to say... Yep, I'm going to do it. And we decided, he decided to do it. So, yeah. Well, and I think the cool thing, um, you know, having gotten to know you guys and a little bit about your story is I think that you guys took some really important steps prior to Tim oh, yes. losing his job right. that made it so that you were able to yes. look at it. Not, you know, after the initial panic feeling, yeah. you know, set in and then wore off, you were able to look at it and go, okay. We're okay. We're okay. You know, our house is paid for. Yeah. Talk yeah, about the huge. things that you did to get to that point. Our house is paid for. We don't have the credit card debt. Um, we didn't. I mean, we always knew where our money was going. We had a decent amount saved up that it wasn't going to be panic of like, how are the bills going to get paid? Like it'll be fine. Like the bills are going to get paid and we'll figure it out. Like it's not scary because we have always lived within our means. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, we've never overspent. We've never put things on the credit card that we couldn't afford. Like if we couldn't pay for it with the money that came out of our paycheck, we just didn't do it. So, yeah. And that's something that we've learned over time. That's, that's amazing. And Tom and I can come at it from a different perspective. Right. We did live outside of our right. means for, for too long when mm -hmm. when we were first married and you know probably the first at least 10 years of our marriage probably 15 probably 15 or maybe more, more. so i <laughs> 20, mean it, yeah. it just it took us longer to figure that out and a lot of it came down to mindset so i think mm -hmm. you guys kind of had that more dialed in quicker than we did you know like what was important and you know the the big house you know that the the big lifestyle, the you Car know payments. flashy, yep. flashy cars. None of that matters. Yeah. And mm -hmm. 
what does matter is, you know, just having some security and and having people in your life that, you know, that you love and and support uh, you and encourage you to do better. That's yeah, correct. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, if if listeners are out there right now and they're going, well, if if I lost my job right now, it would be the end of the world. Like mm-hmm. literally what kind of steps could you maybe take now to get yourself into a position that um, that you that it wouldn't be a disaster if it happened? So those are those are the things. Like it's not just about the job and the small business. Some of it is just how maybe think about people. How can you prepare? Prepare, prepare and and what's like you have to have that like what? How much are you bringing in a month? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you, do you really know what you are bringing in a month? And do you really know what's going out as well? I mean, if you keep putting things on your credit cards and keep buying all the things, like you're not going to be in a spot where you're going to have that financial freedom. Right. right. You're just big in that, digging that deeper hole in that deeper hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's right. a real barrier to entry is everybody's looking at it and going, well, the mortgage, the cell phones, the cars, the... The home equity line that's you know floating all my debt and the student the 12 loans, streaming services, right, and uh, subscriptions to all all the things. And um, how do you how do you start? So I, there's just no way I can dump my job or lose my job because there's no way I can climb that mountain. That's the situation we found ourselves in in Illinois, where right. we had a massive car uh, house payment, and if I lost my job, there is no way. Um, that I could have worked at Walmart or Quick Trip or something and made that small, lower wage and made everything work. You've got to set it up. you got to do some forethought, uh, some thinking, planning, and preparing. And, and probably the other thing, too, I would say, um, and I'm, since I'm not the small business owner here, I'm just the interviewer, and I have a very easy job today because um, you guys are doing all the talking, but... Um, starting to build that a little bit, you know, start as a side hustle, not as a full-time mm-hmm. thing right yeah. away. I mean, that's the panic is getting thrown into the deep end and suddenly oh, I've got no customers. I've got no, I've, what product and what business and, oh, my God, mm-hmm. you know, where do I start? And you have bills coming quick with no savings. That's yeah, that's, that's the, the crisis. Yeah. And that's what I learned starting out when I knew that I was going to be quitting my like nine to five job. I got another dog grooming job mm-hmm. out of town, you know, in our town in Red Wing. And I worked there part time. Mm-hmm. I worked there three days a week and I groomed at my place two days a week. Yeah. And then I started then swapping two days a week in Red Wing, three days a week at my place. And I did that for, I think, eight months. Mm-hmm. Eight months of working a side job and still busting my butt in my job, like promoting my business, getting myself out there and grooming, I no longer needed to have that side hustle. So yeah, absolutely. If you're going to be looking at starting small business, I encourage you to have some sort of part-time side gig that's stable, that's going to be bringing in that, that money to pay those bills. And then your side job, I think, is just going to be bringing in like that extra income to either replace that side or that part-time job. Right, right, exactly. And I think, I think you felt found that too, Jules. I mean, you were working um, at the electrical electrical contractor, right? And then you were also doing weddings on the weekends. So you were had uh, you. It was a side hustle essentially yes. yeah. and then when we moved up north it was you were kicking it to full time yeah you know? so yeah. it's baby steps like that's yeah. the i think it's just baby steps of having at least something part-time that's going to pay the majority of your bills and then have that side hustle you know your your dream <clears throat> your dream job that you're trying to build and mm-hmm. just keep building and building and building but i also feel like you also have to like have that cushion so even though you're going to be bringing in that income you got to put a little bit of that aside for as we all know small businesses you are not constantly busy 24 7 you're going to have your slow your slow times and you're going to have your super busy times so you gotta have that ebb and flow yeah it does seem to be feast or famine to yeah most small businesses at least in the beginning so right right and you know uh, the economy right now I don't know. I'm not an economist, so I'm not going to really comment on that. But we do know people who are losing their jobs right now. Adam Rick, a gentleman in Milwaukee, was just on the Small Scale Life podcast. He just lost his job, and now he's putting it all into his small business. So 
we know other people who have lost it for <clears throat> various reasons that won't be go unnamed, but uh, medical staff and such, uh, EMS staff, I mean, you know, they're scrambling. So um, so a small business is an avenue, but you you got to start laying the foundation, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing, too, is that, like, you know, what what can you do? For me, it was like, what could I do? What mm-hmm. what was easy for me? Dogs were my were my world. You know, I grew up with dogs, and I remember hanging out in the doghouse with the dogs. Like they were just that much of my person that it wasn't work. I knew their behavior because I'd taken like dog training classes and got I think sixth grade with my dog. Like I just it was so natural for me. So I knew that I was going to go into some sort of animal work, whether it was like, oh, I'd love to work in a zoo. I don't care if it was scraping poop out of the <laughs> the stalls, but like to be there, you know, but school was a struggle for me. So I had to find something that I could do that didn't involve school. So I started working at a local pet store when I was 16 and just being around it and just asking questions and like, oh, can I trim your dog's nails, you know, and bathing the dogs and just, it was baby steps. So it was kind of in feel like in my blood um but also after you've been around it for so long you just kind of pick it up and the lady I worked for then just kind of trained me how to groom and then after being on my own I did even more training you know and even more educating and just continued growing from there how about the flower stuff Jules yeah I mean I think it comes down to like Mariah said just what can you do what what are your skills? What are your interests? And um, just you just have to find a place. You just have to you just have to start. Mm-hmm. And you know, for me, and just like for you, starting in a, um, starting working for other groomers and working in the pet shop, and I started working in my mom's flower shop. Right. And this was in my 20s so it wasn't when I was a girl my mom didn't have flower shops she wasn't you know she she wasn't a florist until I was an adult so um it was just kind of necessity we had little boys and I needed I needed a job so I started working part-time for her and just started literally as a clerk learned learned my way you know around the flowers and and realized that it was was a passion of mine. It's like when it is something you love, it's not learning hard. it is easy. Mm-hmm. It just like you literally absorb everything like a sponge. It isn't it isn't like work. You're it's right. so interesting and like you want more. Yeah. It's like a drug. I would literally dream in flowers. <clears throat> I mean, that's I've seen that saying before, but it was like literally true. I would have dreams. I'd wake up in the middle of the night, Tom would laugh yeah. at me and like draw designs of bouquets and arrangements and you know, and that's that's a beautiful thing when you can combine that into your career and you know, <laughs> it was it was uh it was pretty it was pretty neat, but it was just baby steps. I mean, started off you know, as a clerk, and then worked my way to designing in the shop. And then when my mom ended up selling her shops, I just decided, okay, now is the time. I have the knowledge. I I can do weddings. Weddings was something that I was just, I just really, um, I had a, I, I found it super interesting, too. I loved the uh, consultation. I loved everything from the beginning of starting with a bride and just just helping take that vision that they had of what their wedding day would look like and just turning it into, you know, just making it come to life in flowers and helping them articulate a vision that they didn't even really, you know, they couldn't express. But just, you know, it's just like just drawing little bits out of them and helping create this this floral vision for them. Yeah, theme here on both of those avenues is becoming a helper. And Adam, Rick, and I just talked about this, where he learned his meat business was becoming a helper, helping a mentor. And that person became a mentor and needed some help, and he just rushed in and helped. And you in the flower shop, your mom needed help, rushed in to help. And you at the dog, uh, at the pet store, like dogs, started to help. So that's kind of how things developed. Now, with the now energy healing is a little different mm-hmm. um 
is it a same kind of thing where there was a need and you, or there was you started going to there and I mean how did how did that happen? Was there something there where was, you just said I want to do that? I've always been drawn to the natural healing, to nature, to just not really. Even when I got pregnant with my girls, I wanted a midwife. I didn't want a doctor. Like mm-hmm. I had always been just intrigued by just, you know, the hippy dippy witchy people. Like, mm-hmm. God, they're so cool. <laughs> and over the years of having just some really, uh, um, like almost medical crisis, I would call it, of undiagnosed symptoms that the doctors couldn't figure out. Like I ended up in infectious disease at Mayo and Rochester with an infection that was just insane and stitches not healing and just um, being cold all the time. Um, upset, Upset stomach, hair loss. I mean, sleeping 12, 14, 16 hours a day, like my body, like I knew there was something wrong with my body and I was doctoring and I wasn't getting answers. They tested me for Lyme, lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, like you name it. And they thought it possibly might be Lyme and they treated me for it, but it took a couple of weeks for me to even start feeling the effects. But once I did, I was like, oh wow, this is it. Like I finally am starting to feel alive again and not just so bogged down. But they said, nope, if it, you know, whatever the condition was, I would have felt it sooner. So I kept having more medical issues and the doctor I was seeing just kind of looked at me and he goes, are you depressed? Yeah. I was like, uh, no, not depressed. Like my body's sick. And he's like, are you getting enough exercise? And I was like, great. Now I'm just fat and lazy. Like, (laughs) holy shit. And from then I was like, okay. Like I was seeing a therapist at the time and the therapist was like, no, you know, your body keep fighting for answers and long story short um i started seeing an energy healer in that time and um she was a reiki master and talked about chakra cleansing and i knew a little bit about my chakras and i'm like i'm gonna go try this and that person was the first person that made me feel alive Mm. like i was like holy crap i feel good i'm sleeping good i had more energy like but when she was doing my session, she's like, I felt like I could pull this black cottony stuff out of your abdomen. I was like, well, wow, like what kind of witch is she? Like, she <laughs> yeah. is cool. I've and seen that in the Philippines, you know, in those videos of the Philippines, they pull weird stuff. And yeah. And so I just got super intrigued. And long story short, a few months later, um, I had picked up cryptosporidium, which is a parasite, which we don't need to talk about what mm. that does to your body. Yeah. Um, yeah, but awful. yeah, and it wasn't clearing on its own. And they ordered a CAT scan and they found out that I still had an IUD in mm. after... Um, our local clinic told me it had fallen out. It was mm-hmm. on the left side of my belly button, behind my colon, on my iliac, iliac artery. Ooh. So, in your abdomen. In my abdomen. So mm-hmm. I had this raging infection inside of me, and pretty much was rushed in for emergency surgery the next day, which was unsuccessful because the um, hospital I was at didn't have a blood bank, so they mm-hmm. were not able to cut on that iliac artery. So they had to pretty much sew me back up, and that was September 1st, eight days before my bachelorette party. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Six weeks before my wedding, and, you know. But after feeling just that alive again from um, energy healing, I needed more. Hmm. So long story short, I did get the IUD out December 28th of 2015, um, and... I started my energy healing classes in February of 2016. Wow. And I haven't stopped. Like, gotcha. I just keep getting hungry for more. Yeah. Hmm. It's, it's, it's a real gift for you, girl. Mm-hmm. And you sharing that with everyone. Because I think what it comes down to at heart is you want to help and serve other people. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, as we're talking about small business and the theme of being helpers, that's where it comes down to. When If you're looking to start a business, how can you serve other people? In what way? And it, it it's about helping other people, being of service. How can you pro- best provide a service for mm-hmm. other people? I think yeah. that's what it comes down mm-hmm. to. Oh, for sure. And that's like 
when we had a group of people come over talking about like, okay. Oh, good. I wanted to talk about this. Yeah. This is good. Like, good transition. If we are going to leave our jobs, what are we going to do? And mm-hmm. like on the top of my paper, I was like, so what is your hell yes? And what is your hell no? You know, and the, the people just kind of looked at me and I was like, well, my hell yes is like I could clean, clean houses. I could, you know help run errands or grocery shop my how my hell no is daycare oh <laughs> sweet jesus hell. i love my kids but i don't <laughs> love everybody else's kids there's a reason yeah you know so it's like really diving into like if you can help and you can serve your community how can you i feel like serve from your heart yeah what does it feel like to work but it really not feel like work so really dived into like if we wanted to do cleaning, like if you wanted to clean houses or maybe even businesses, what would that look like? Um, if you're going to clean houses, would you offer natural cleaning products? Let's face it. Everybody loves natural cleaning products right now. I know I do. Yeah. And, you know, you could get a hold of real estate agents. You could ask them if they have rentals. You could, you know, get a hold of construction people who are building new homes to see if you could clean, you know, new construction homes. You could get a hold of people who have Airbnbs and see if you get on their their list of cleaning people or if you want to clean businesses what would that look like chiropractor offices hair salons like anything out there like what speaks to you what feels like oh yeah that'd be that'd be easy um and you know how could you even expand that and have even more specialty services of like laundry services how many people hate doing their laundry hmm. I mean, seriously, like, that's a thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. I remember <clears throat> we were in St. Louis Park and some people came by and they dropped off laundry bags and they said, we'll be back every Tuesday or something like that. Fill this up, leave it out. We'll pick it up. We'll bring it back. Yeah, that was clothes. specifically dry cleaning. Oh, yeah. You could, they would just come and pick up your dry cleaning and then yeah. deliver it back to you, yeah. which is genius in a, in a city, in a city where you have a lot of professionals right. that are busy are busy and don't have time to do it and don't want to do it. So yeah. have the money to pay somebody else to do it. Yeah, and that neighborhood had a lot of professionals, not you know, not trades folk. Um, it was pretty upscale. Yeah. But, uh, and even like, you know, what about if you're not a cleaner? What about an organizer? Yeah. You know, I just hired one of my girlfriends to come clean my kids' bedroom because let's face it. We bump heads, and it's been a job that I've been trying to do for years, and we don't work well together. And my girlfriend and her, like, they worked so well together. They cleaned, they organized, they rearranged. I mean, they got, I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but they got four garbage bags of crap and old toys and broken stuff out of her bedroom. I was like, shit, I should have just paid you by the garbage bag. Like, this <laughs> is amazing. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Been so, there with my kids. Oh, my God. Legos and yes. guys. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have to, like, have a family member do it, sometimes it's nice having an outside source mm-hmm. that doesn't have that connection. Yes. You know? So, yeah, diving into that. And even, like, I'm always a firm believer of always, like, expanding into that field of, like, how can you learn free resources? There's so much information on YouTube, books, um, the organization. Like, I watched the Home Edit Edition on Netflix. I watched the Marie Kondo. Like, I loved all that stuff to really sort and get through your stuff. Yeah. Oh, God. I totally dove into the Marie Kondo. Yes. KonMari method. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Some crazy. Some of it stuck. Some of it did not. I know. I think you kind of sometimes have to do a refresher every year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, if that's not it, if, if you're not a cleaner, if you're not an organizer, like, what else? Could you maybe run errands? What about bringing some people to doctor's appointments or even maybe the elderly people that don't want to drive, you know, maybe after dark or... Yeah, that's good points. All those are really good points. Mm-hmm. Or even what about, you know, running errands, buying groceries, or, you know, helping the elderly with their everyday needs. Yeah. Sometimes that can be, like, even then shoveling snow, yard work. Um, what does yard work look like? It could be, you know, planting plants and gardens. It could be mowing yards. It could be cutting down perennials and falls and, like, putting their garden to bed for the, hmm. for the year. Or maybe it's going to be making winter planters. And, I mean, like, seriously... The list could go on and on. You just got to get creative and be like, oh, what could I do? Right. And it might not just be one thing in the beginning. It might be five things. And then you start figuring out, like, what is your thing? Right. Right. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and I think this is where 
I'm going to talk about me for a minute because you all have started businesses. Me. Yeah, talk about me. <laughs> talk about I. Um, you know, being an engineer and when you know I went got my professional engineering license and all that stuff. You kind of get trained that you know I'm going this way and using this technical degree and you know now of course I, my job. I, you know, I always love trains, and now I'm doing this this railroad inspection thing, and I don't need the civil engineering degree, but, you know, somewhere in the back of your brain in engineering school, they, they really beat it in your head. I mean, architects are different, and I always want to be an architect, but they're not afraid to pick up side hustles and start doing stuff and having their own consulting firm and, you know, designing all kinds of stuff. Engineers, though, are just so engineering right we're all on these two railroad right we're always on these two tracks and you can't deviate you can't start any business because you know there's liability and all these other things and you'll never get a contract and you know blah, 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 blah. and, and uh, I, it's almost like a block you know where it's like uh, where do you even go how do you even start one you know well, and I think for so long the narrative has been we all just, we have to go to college and we have to get a professional job. Yep. That's the only way to success. Mm-hmm. And that was drilled in our heads yep. as kids from the schools, from our parents. And, and you do it for the next 45 years. Right. right. And you're going to love every second of it. Oh, right. Yes. Exactly. And frankly, and then I you think retire and they have a great, you know, pension from pension your company. in a great five years before you get something and pass away you know and it's like but you know things have things have shifted so much and i think um i think like tom and i tom and i have realized this like we were we were giving our children that same narrative like we were were teaching them you know you got to go to college you got to go to college and frankly you don't necessarily have to go to college i mean it can be beneficial I mean, I am not dissing college, although there's some things that I really would love to diss. I think it's got a lot of frickin' problems. Um, but I do think that there are certain jobs where, yes, you have to go to college. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I want that doctor to have, to be well-trained, <laughs> and I want that, you know, engineer that's that designing engineer? that bridge yeah, to absolutely. know what the hell he's doing. Not me. But, you know, frankly... A lot of even Tom will tell you this as a as an engineer that ninety percent of his job ninety five percent of what he did he learned on on the job, mm-hmm. and I think there's such a need in our country right now for skilled trades and you know that there's so much that can be learned just through experience mm-hmm. that we don't need necessarily to learn a lot of the BS that. They are teaching us at college. Frankly, we just need to learn a skill. And I think um, that that narrative is starting to shift. I think we're seeing that. I think the cost of colleges is just outrageous. And it just doesn't make sense. And to tell a kid that the only way to success is to go to college. And then, like our younger son went for three years and his heart wasn't in it and he took on debt and you know that had he right out of the gate just went into the workforce he probably would be in a lot better position right now but that's his journey and he's you know figuring that out but I just I just see that that was just it was just the narrative and Tom and I were marching along with the narrative that we were taught and but you know we just we just got to take a step back and open our eyes and i think a lot of things have happened in this world and country that are that are forcing us to do that well and i think um this is the popularity of mike rowe dirty jobs right and he did that had a very successful show it went away for a little bit but he's back and he's doing it and he's got a whole movement behind him where he's trying to get people interested in the trades and advocating the trades and advocating the skills i mean he's going out there with a uh, a pest control person. Well, will that person go to college? Nope. Do they go to technical college? Nope. But they sure can catch a raccoon, right? And and get it out of your house and get it out, get the bats out of your uh, out of your attic, you know. And and these jobs are necessary, you know. Mm-hmm. They and they actually pay kind of well, it, it, you know. I mean, you're not gonna if you got bats in your belfry, you're gonna want to get them out, mm-hmm. and you have to do it right because a lot of them are endangered. So you're going to hire a person, and they're going to charge you. Mm-hmm. 
a good amount of money. Right. Because they're going to take them to the right spot and do the right things, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, things are changing fast. Things are changing really fast. And companies are changing fast. And there is no loyalty now, right? I mean, this company will outsource to the Far East or to the middle of uh, Europe or, you know, or Mexico or Central South America. They'll move that whole factory, what's left of our factories, out and they won't be here anymore. They're moving engineering jobs out and they're moving all kinds of jobs. They shut down all the time, right? Um, we need to learn these things. We need to learn how to survive. On our own and not be so dependent right. on somebody who doesn't give two shits about you. Right. right. You're and just a number. You're just a number. And I've I, been in the boardroom. I know how they talk about you. Yeah. You're just a number. And I think one of the famous quotes I always see and I always think of when I work with certain people is like, stop killing yourself for a job. For, or for someone else's dream. Or d- stop killing yourself for a job who will replace you tomorrow if you fall over dead today. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah like, stop it. And even, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can do it on our own. We don't mm-hmm. need to have the fancy degrees. We don't need to have any knowledge of how to run a small I had no idea how to run a small business. I reached out to colleges. I reached out to small business. I think there's, like, a score place out there that's, like, southeast Minnesota, something that supports it's like retired accountants or something yeah. I mean, there's so many free resources out there there are a lot of free resources we yes. should actually um do some research we'll, we'll pull some things together yeah. and put it in the show notes because mm-hmm. the there were surprisingly a lot of free resources oh out yeah there to us to, to help small business yeah right and just to figure out the right people like who do you need and why do you need them and you know like Right. I have an accountant and I have a girlfriend who helps me with my bookkeeping because numbers and computers are not my thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll do everything else, but I'll have to pay certain people to do certain tasks because even as a small business, you can't do all the things. Right. right. Yeah, I almost have to have like a little team. Mm-hmm. And that is actually a lesson that a lot of us small business owners learn the hard mm-hmm. way. Trying to do all the things. Yeah. And getting yeah, meant to. stressed and overwhelmed and frankly effing things up you know let's just put it that way like yeah some some things just aren't your forte and and you do need to put a little money out of your pocket Mm -hmm. to have somebody do it correctly yeah taxes are one of them you really want somebody to do that correctly yes so yeah i think you know and i was thinking about it too as we were talking here like people ask well how do you start well Really, it's really, really pretty damn easy to to just litter the the logistics of it are super easy. Yeah, you get, if you you get your sales tax ID number mm-hmm. and your name registered. Yes, you need to get your name registered. You need to get an LLC. Yeah, and you don't even need an LLC. You no. could you could be a sole proprietor, mm-hmm. and and if you're just you know kind of doing it on a small scale at first, you. You don't need an LLC to get started. Like that's, those are the things like, you know, you can do as a sole proprietor, you kind of do everything under your own tax ID number. So your social security number. So, I mean, really it comes down to a sales tax and registering your business. Picking Um, a business name. Yeah. Yeah. You know, those, those kind of things. I mean, it really is easier than you think, Mm -hmm. than people think. They're always like, oh my God, I have to do all these things before I can get started. No, you just need to start, you know, and and you figure it out as you go along. Mm -hmm. And Google is your best friend. For sure. (laughs) In Mm -hmm. everything in life. Yeah. What else is on your list that you all were talking about in your small business cell? Oh, well, yes. we got a little bit on even, you know, since animals are my world. What about like dog sitting and cat sitting? You know, what if if you're not in the dog world or the animal world, you could always call the vets around and ask if there's ever, you know, people who are looking for their services. You could even look at walking dogs. You could even look at possibly bringing animals to their vet appointment because we all know we work busy, long Crazy Ooh, hours. Did you guys talk about the the professional pooper scooper. Oh, we did. Yeah, that was a hell no on everybody's list, <laughs> especially um, here in the Arctic Midwest. Right. Like that would be like a five thousand dollar job in right. what? Right, <laughs> April when everything. Oh, oh yeah. God, and you just had so like disgusting. this huge yard full of like 
shit piles. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did bring that up. Truck, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. the part of having our new puppy that I'm not looking for. Right, and there are people that do it and they're successful at it, but wow. And I think one of the questions too I asked is like, what are some things that you wish you had during your life, during mm. the busiest parts of your life? What do you wish you had or had access to? So we even talked about like daycare. What about if there was somebody who was willing to watch your sick kid? Yeah. Like if you had no more time off or if everybody else was out sick and now your kid has a fever and can't go back to school or can't go to daycare, like maybe you you would be willing to go sit with somebody's sick kid and just, I mean, as long as they're, you know, yeah. not vomiting right. or something, but just had a mild oh, fever, yeah. like... Just someone to sit and snuggle with them and watch movies so that mom and dad could go to work. Right. Yeah. We could have used that as young parents and two young Well, yeah. Boys. I mean, it's that dilemma of the... And the transplants. We didn't have any family around. Full-time working parents. You're either, you know, you have the guilt of not being in, uh, not being at home with your kid, but then you also have the guilt of not being at work where they feel like it's the end of the world if you miss a day. Right. So, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, other things too what about picking kids up to and from sports Mm. yes you know like sometimes parents work later or they have meetings and how are these kids getting home and all of that Um, talked about painting yeah I hate painting yeah that is always one thing I'll always pay for yeah but luckily I have an amazing husband (laughs) that is the best and the sexiest painter out there oh man is he really sexy and does he do really good clean cutting in that's oh that's sexy it is so we talked about that we talked about detailing cars yeah I mean yeah up here in the Arctic Mid- Midwest, again, you know, we have the super sexy salt stains. Oh, yeah. In the spring after the whole winter. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this is right before Christmas, too. We had this meeting, so we talked about shopping, Christmas shopping, wrapping presents, making holiday treats, decorating, decorating. for Christ- Christmas, and helping take the decorations down. Oh. I think a lot of people would pay a lot of money to have somebody come do that. Yeah. Right. I freaking hate taking the tree down. Mm-hmm. I love putting it up. Yeah, It's my favorite thing in the world, but oh my god, it's a chore to take all those ornaments off. It's stupid. Oh. And organize them and have them all yeah. wrapped. And- yes. Ooh. Yeah. So Miss Greta's wanting to play with Janie. Yes. We talked about that. We talked about PCA work too, being a personal care assistant. Both of our girls are PCAs, so that's always usually on the job training. We talked about airport shuttles. We talked about Mayo Clinic shuttles. I mean, there's just so much that you can use. But I think one of the other things too we talked about is Use your people to help grow your business. Mm. Collaborate, support, encourage, yeah, share. I mean, that's been a conversation that that we've been kicking around. Oh my a god, little bit. collaborating a, little bit? a lot. It's. Oh. I think that it's all about community. You yeah, know, it's support each other, and that, and then that word of mouth just yep. is such key mm-hmm. you know yeah. just and really what it comes down to this is something that i learned and now in in trying to do some business with tradespeople, communication is key like if you can be a contractor that or returns a, a yep. freaking phone call and and communicates well with your clients i think you could be the richest Mm-hmm. contractor in the world. Absolutely. What the hell is with people not returning phone calls? Because I don't need your business. Oh, right. it drives me crazy. It's but I really time. think it literally yeah. comes down to being, providing service and just giving exceptional customer service. Yes. No matter what you do. Yep. It comes down to like, how do you want people to treat you when mm-hmm. you're giving them your hard-earned money? That's how you treat your clients. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think is missing from a lot of, you know, a lot of business right now. Well, and it's gotten bad. I mean, a lot of them say, well, we're still struggling from the pandemic, right? And uh, blah, 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 blah. I mean, we still don't. You, you call someone and you get lost in a phone tree because we're all working from home from the pandemic. But your call is important to us. And it's like, okay, sure, it is. Thanks. Yeah. But yeah, call somebody back. You bet. 
And sometimes you have to to fire certain clients, right? Sometimes you have to, Mm -hmm. for your sanity as a small business owner, and it sucks because that person is going to give you money, but man, sometimes it's impossible. And I've had to do that. You know, I've had to do that with uh, with dog grooming clients just because me and the dog haven't been able to connect or jive. You know, I was like, wow, this dog is off. And we have tried a couple of grooms and we're just not a good fit. So like, I'm sorry, but I can refer you to people that I would recommend, but where this this is just not it and i'm not willing to in all of my years of experience or of grooming i'm not willing to groom a dog that doesn't want to be groomed and doesn't want to be groomed by me like that is not fun right i mean it's like trying to brush a toddler's teeth you know (laughs) like it is just a fight that you just don't want to have yes i get that man yeah i had to fire um it was very rare, but there were a couple of, uh, there were definitely a couple of bridezillas that, um, <laughs> <laughs> that I, uh, decided early on were not going to be clients of mine. Um, mm-hmm. we, we always referred to them as PETAs, mm. pain in the ass clients. Nice. So that became actually at my last job, that was our code word for some of our clients. We had our PETAs, but there were, there were either a couple of bridezillas or there were some momzillas Mm -hmm. that I just knew like there was no way I wanted to work with the the bride may have been the sweetest girl in the world but mom was going to literally drive me insane Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah so so I know I kind of took us away from collaboration that's a really important point I'm going to swerve us back into that Mm -hmm. sorry I took us away from that but um collaboration are you talking like okay All the things. All the things? Like, all the things. Like, who's in your circle that has a small business and you can help? Like, how can you support them? How can you use their services? How can you um, refer them? How can you share your experience with them? And But also collaborate. Like, if somebody's going through, like, a job change or thinking, like, hey, I think I am going to try to start my own small business. It's like, how can you, like, come together, though? Like, how can you share subscriptions Hmm. to help each other out cut those costs i mean i'm all about like do not spend outside your your means i mean do not we don't we do not have all the subscriptions like we have netflix and we actually borrow (laughs) hulu and disney like we don't pay for them so netflix is what we pay for yeah and our kids use that subscription as well so yeah but how can you you know share your subscriptions with netflix hulu um costco sam's club Mm -hmm. car insurance you know like how can you collaborate together even cell phones yeah you know how can you come together and use use that to your like best ability to get the cheapest thing right Hmm, that's interesting you get buying power or yeah, you get buying power or strength in numbers, and and this is something I I think like uh, Adam Rick working in the Amish community. I mean, he is selling products from the Amish community, right? Beef, pork, chicken, sheep. You know, all that is raised by those folks, and then he's you know part of that group, and it's a big collaboration. It's a big co-op. Yeah. So kind of coming into a co-op idea. And that's the thing that we have just been chatting about a little bit, too, is, like, having a little mini community co-op. Yes. You know, like, we've talked about, like, okay, I love to make salsa, and I can make it in my sleep, and I can make that shit in, like, turkey (laughs) roaster batches, you know? Like, that's my thing. I can make roasted tomato basil soup. I can make applesauce with my apples from my apple tree. Like, what are each other's specialty that we can say, yep, these are my five things I'm going to have, and what, how many would you like this year? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So we can feed and, like, grow this community. Just just going back to more simple times. Bartering, trading. Yes. Right. What, who well, has the barter blanket? Oh, that's Jack Spierko down at the Survival Podcast and Nicole Sauce down at Living oh, Free yeah, in Tennessee. Yeah, 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 they yeah. do that's that. So I they have a gathering, Nicole's. and then they have a barter blanket where they somebody brings, like, Five pounds of honey, oh. and then they've got—I oh, don't do know—something uh-huh. over here, and they're like, "Okay," and then whatever it is, whatever happens, stay on the barter blanket. So, the deal is made. People get their gear, get their barter done, and trade, and away they go. What happens on the barter blanket stays on the barter blanket. So, 
bunch of libertarians, you probably know where I'm going with that. But, you know, things right. that shall not be named. So, anyway. Yeah, um, but I mean... Yeah. Right. Why Why well, not? Well, we've been talking about... I've been talking about to a couple people about the, the gardening collective kind of idea, you know, with right. canning and, you know, you grow this stuff. I, you know, I can can this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody up north... She's going to be Letty Lou. She's going to be having a child, but she wants to grow some things. Well, maybe I help her out and can some stuff for her. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's things we can do for each other to help each other out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you need seedlings. Well, I can grow seedlings, so right. let's do and that. Well, and, you know, you gave us a bunch of tomatoes right. for the salsa. I mean, it just, what goes around comes around. Yeah. Really. And, like, and what's your specialty? I don't have the patience for seedlings. Oh, I do. I'm like this overwatering <laughs> queen. I'm like, oh, they need a little more water. And before I know it, they're dead. Yeah, I know. You're talking. Yeah, so I it's like figuring out what is your specialty? What doesn't feel like work? What are things mm-hmm. you can do in your sleep that, I mean, right. that you can make magic with? Yeah. Well, I can magic. I can grow shit. That's what I've always said. So That's right. I can grow shit and cook shit. There we and go. And clean shit and heal shit. <laughs> And I can arrange it when it's cut off of a stem. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Growing it is his specialty in this household. Yeah, but I think it's just super important to have, you know, to be self-sufficient. Yeah. You don't, shouldn't have to rely on anybody else to pay your bills. That right. it is, I mean, it is a lot to run your small business. There is the ups and downs. And there is, you're always tweaking, you're always improving, you're always learning. But... I would never trade it for going back to somebody for a nine to five. Mm-hmm. And after Tim losing his job and him mm-hmm. having his own business, I'm like, I don't know how people that have corporate jobs, mom and dad, nine to five, whatever it is, I don't know how they survive. Yeah. Oh. Like I have enjoyed this like simplicity, this downtime of not having to be in that rat race anymore. Oh, I just, my heart goes out to those working moms and dads with the kids that have, they had to try to school at home mm-hmm. and do their full-time job. And mm-hmm. I just, I'm so thankful that we weren't in that position. And I just, I feel so much for, <laughs> I just one thing to homeschool your kid and that's your focus. But if you're trying to teach your kid while doing your full-time job... Oh, I think my thing was like, I did email the teacher to be like, I am sorry, but I'm not a teacher. Mm. You give me a dog and I can tell you everything to do, but do not. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't do it. Do, do you need some wine? Do you need a delivery of some chocolate? Like, <laughs> what, what do you need? Because I am willing to make that happen, but just please don't make me teach my kid. Girl, I used to go and help out in Danny and Ryan's classes one day a week for one hour, and I would literally go home and have to have a glass of wine because I was so stressed out. Like, I think teachers need a million freaking dollars mm-hmm. a year. I think Seriously. the I think the day that broke you was one of Danny's friends oh, walking God. Uh, walking over all of the desks, standing on all the desks, and marching around the whole classroom. Oh God. He was well, out of control. I don't know how these teachers do it. The The teacher had to leave the classroom because of another naughty kid. So I was left in charge of all of those little monsters. <laughs> and Danny's friends were, they were out of control. They were literally walking across the tops of the desks, like laughing in my face. <laughs> mm. 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 Isn't that fun? That, that That's the saying to be like... Now I know why mothers eat their young in the wild. <laughs> because yeah. of that shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I think the biggest thing is, like, don't be scared. And everything that I've learned of running small businesses is start before you're ready. Yeah. Yes. Figure the shit out as you go. I mm-hmm. didn't know anything about running a dog grooming business. And there were so many things that I probably did wrong or not right or whatever you want to say it but I did it and I'm still doing it and you just have to figure out what is not your specialty hire it out and just start and and with my energy healing people too like when we talk about job changes I talk about okay like what is something that you think you do go through the newspaper start circling things that look interesting and then how could you create that into your own business Mm -hmm. Yep. If you don't know where to start, because most people are like, oh, I don't know. 
Yeah, you know. <laughs> I felt like that for years. Yes. You know, a small scale, I was like, oh, I got this thing, I don't know. But, you know, yeah, now so, I'm getting a plan. Yeah, so open up that paper and start looking or looking at where people are needing help, you mm-hmm. know, or look at the ads in the paper. What are other people advertising for their businesses? And what is something that you could do? Right. right. So brainstorm, like, just take a blank piece of paper and write, like, what could I do for a small business? And just start there. Just start brainstorming. Yeah. I think what it comes down to is you're never going to be 100% ready. No. Never. That you're right. That you just just have to jump in. Yep. And if you feel like you're going to throw up, you're doing a damn good job because that's... That's where it's at. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you're right. I think... uh, Kind of like having kids. You're never ready for those little (laughs) monsters either. (laughs) That's a good point. And I I think even like Tim or even your business or your business, where you started isn't where you ended up or where you're going now. I mean, Mm -mm. things change and you find a niche and then things start to evolve and happen around it, you know? Right. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. very true. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Hmm. Um... Yeah, so I think it's really cool. Some of you already have a small business, and there's people in your community that could probably use your help. And what I mean by that is they're panicking right now, and or maybe they're just starting to think that uh, maybe they need to start something. I mean, Amy Dingman's husband is a great example where he started his engraving business. And we were happy to say, yep, Jules got her mug right there. We were customer number one, you know, so yes. he did a great job and uh, awesome. We're going to have to put a picture of this. I know. It is, it is, I love it so much. Right, right. So Thank you, Jay. Yeah, thank you, Jay. So, it. I mean, this is um, to support each other buying each other's products, mm-hmm. keeping it in the community. But if you're running a small business and you know these people are panicking, do what Mariah did and have them over and have like a little, I hate to say it, church meeting, right? You know, a little church group where you're doing a small business cell, we're going to call it, right? A small business cell or small business group. We all are kind of gathering in the living room and you're talking through these things and going through some brainstorming and do some, uh, do a brain dump and then kind of help them along, give them a little... I think it could, oh, I'm sorry, you're, you got a good point. And I think the biggest thing too is when you're doing this type of thing, surround yourself with like-minded people Mm -hmm. who want you to win. Yeah. Do not surround yourself by people who are scared, who are in fear and who are like, no, 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 I can't quit my job because my mom would be so embarrassed. Yeah. No, no, no. If I quit my job, my dad would disown me. Or what would Aunt Betty Lou, oh my God, Aunt Betty Lou is going to lose her shit. No, no, no that didn't come on the table like we just all were there to love and support each other yeah and like how can i help you win yeah what is something i can do like my girlfriend she was over and she saw my daughter's room and she's like oh i totally would do this i was like shut the front door (laughs) what i love you i'm gonna give you a little kiss right now and when are you available right Because, like, I can't I can't even, like, look in here. It gives me a panic attack. Yeah. Or stay away from the negative family member, right? Absolutely. The, the father, mother, brother, sister, uncle, aunt, that's just the... They got the big storm cloud over their head. Debbie Downer. Yeah. And everything is going to be a disaster. We all have got them. Oh, em. yeah. And oh, you can't do that. Oh, no. That's just the dumbest idea ever. Why would you ever do something like that? Well, shut the... Shut well, up. some people just... It, it's hard to think outside of the box. And I was actually going to make a point similar to what you were saying. Like, um, when it comes to, you know, other people and, and small business, it comes down to having an abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset. Mm -hmm. So I think it's kind of goes hand in hand with what you were saying. You know, you're, you're not, you don't have to be in competition with the people around you. Mm -hmm. Even if they're doing the exact same thing you Mm -hmm. are, there is plenty of business to go around, Mm -hmm. support each other, learn from each other, share ideas. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to, close yourself off into this little, you know, this is all mine, all mine, you know, just really like have about, I think life, it it comes down to just having an abundance mindset over a scarcity mindset. And really listening to yourself 
And I teach that so much in my energy healing. Like, what are you desiring? What is in there that wants to come out? What do you want to create? And when I was at my nine to five job, I was miserable. I could no longer stay there. And I know we had just built our house. It was like November. It was Thanksgiving. We moved in of 2010. And we started construction January 1st. And I even asked my dad, I was like, hey, dad, could we like get a loan through you? I don't know if a bank would take, would give me a business loan right now. Like we don't have any savings. We just built this house. And my dad looked at me, he's like, no, you need to stay at your nine to five job until you figure out what your bills are here. Like that is the dumbest idea. Well, maybe he didn't say dumbest idea. (laughs) (laughs) And when I brought it up to Tim, um, I know he was hesitant too, but he's, such a beautiful soul that he was like okay we'll figure this out and I knew he was willing to stay on the road trucking seven days a week just to provide but having those two people be unsure of me and my ability to start my own business let the fire underneath my ass even more I was Mm -hmm. like oh uh, I'll show you I will show you like Mm -hmm. don't ever tell me no or or think (laughs) about telling me no like And it was exactly what I needed. So you're going to have the people that don't believe in you. You're going to have the negative Nellies and the Debbie Downers. But you have to be true to yourself. And you have to light your own fire and let your spark, like, let your fire burn. Let your light shine and realize what a beautiful gift you do have and that you can offer to this world. Yeah. And I think we often put out our own fires. Because of everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And then a lot of it comes down to fear. And I think some of it, too, like um, piggybacking off of a podcast Amy Digman had when she was talking about imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Like that really resonated with me. Um, Feeling like you don't measure up, like you don't. You know that 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 you don't deserve. You're not worthy of. You're not good enough. Like, how can I be in this arena with all these other people? You kind of feel like an imposter, and sometimes that's all in our head. Mm-hmm. You it's know, it's not true. It's not true. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a story that we tell ourselves. You know, we we have skills, we have knowledge, and we are worthy. And we need to shine our light, like mm-hmm. you said. And we have everything already inside of us. Yes. We have all that we need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We do. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was awesome. Um, do you have any other points? Let's kind of close this one down. We've got other things to talk about. If Just do it. Just do it? Just lean in and get uncomfortable. Being comfor- get, get comfortable True. being uncomfortable. You know, like being in our comfort zone is boring and it's safe, but it's boring and it's never going to get you to where you really can be. So just lean in, figure it out. And if you don't know how to figure it out, Google it. Google, (laughs) Google, Google. If not, lean in. Ask others. People who have been doing something that you were desiring to do might have some free information, might be able to mentor you, might, I don't know. Right. Yep. Figure out who your tribe is. Figure out who can help you and just do it. So yep. if some... Did you have some... No, I was going to say what she said. Okay. What she, what <laughs> what she, she said. said. <laughs> so if someone wanted to hire you as a mentor or coach person, do you do that, Mariah? Mm, not yet. Okay. I think Mariah does that, but it is through the outlet of her energy, energy healing. healing. Yeah. She 100% is a coach. Yeah, yes. for sure. And for starting up your own small business, absolutely. I could do that with my eyes closed. Right, because yes. it's mindset. It's having that positive vibe going, that positive energy. And just doing it. And, and making, just, like, setting goals yep. and squishing them and, like, doing baby steps. I'm not telling right. you to all jump in tomorrow, but, like, if you want to start a business, okay, so I'm going to give you 30 days. What do you need to start a business? I don't know. Good. Google that shit and then get back to me. <laughs> right. But like you have to show up and you have to do the work. Yep. Right. So if somebody wanted to reach out to you, how would they find you? You can find me on my website at mvrhealing.com. You can find me on Facebook at Mariah Voorhees Ranky. You can find me on Instagram at intuitive underscore energy underscore healer underscore Mariah as well. But you can find all that on my website at mvrhealing.com. 
And and I'll have links in the show notes on smallscalelife.com with all of that information, of course. Yes, and I would say follow Mariah on Instagram or Facebook, whatever is your favorite place to be. Um, Mariah posts almost daily, I'd say, if not daily. I'm, I'm trying to cut back to Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, oh, okay. but Mariah's um, posts are always, always super uplifting and motivational or just something that you need to hear. So tune in, guys, because it's important messages. Right, and she's doing a few podcasts here or there, and uh, you can send me some links if you cho- if they're ready or not. Um, if Next not- week. Next week, okay. There'll be another one released. The, the other place you can find Mariah is her newsletter. Yes, yes, I am trying to figure that out as well. So, yeah, just did another newsletter this last for January. So mm-hmm. I'm learning that piece, too. Like, what goes in a newsletter? You know, I published it, and I was like, eh. Maybe I should have added some more stuff, but whatever. It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. She's just doing it, people. Just do it. Like, (laughs) it wasn't perfect, but it was done. That's the other thing I've learned. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be perfect. Perfect does not exist. It just needs to be done. Right. Right. And oftentimes, perfect is enemy of the good and really holds us back. Mm hmm. Right. Pantry level. Pantry level perfection, right, babe? Oh, yeah, but that pantry is, that's like super sexy to me. <laughs> Tom built me a pantry this past weekend and that's it is right. like life changing in my world. That's right. That's right. So any closing remarks for you, my love? No. Okay. I would just say get after it, people. I mean what are you waiting for? Right. This has been the Empower Female Small Business Hour. This has yeah. been good. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. It's always great to have you on the show. Absolutely. It's always great to have you on the show, too, my love. Happy to be here. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Remember to learn, do, grow, and be a little better every day. This is Tom from the Small Scale Life Podcast. See you soon. Bye. In closing, from the north to the south, from the east to the west, and everywhere in between, May the gods, spirits, and folk be blessed at this place. May we heal the land and protect the soil, animals, and plants. May we live in strength and love, leading the way as we learn, do, grow, and be a little better every day. This is Tom from the Small Scale Life Podcast. We'll be back with another show. In the meantime, stay safe and take care, everybody. This has been a production of Small Scale Life Media. You are the greatest wife in the whole wide world. But why is that so low? Here, let me change. Me? All right, try that again. Okay. I am wonderful. I am me. You love me. Can you hear me? Yeah, it's coming through nice. Is it nice and loud? It is nice and loud. Okay. It's on. I know. Keep talking. Okay. What do you want me to say? All right, cool. Is that enough free talk? <laughs> Are we ready? I'm ready. All right, cool.